Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of the Change and Evolve Letter with special issue number 64, one I was actually planning to write earlier, but, well, time just slips away. I was not born free to become a slave of the WHO, the WEF, and the super-rich of this world with their perverted fantasies of omnipotence. I have written about the machinations of the WHO in my special issue number 10 in April of last year, which you can read here again. Just click the link. And I do believe that we have gone from bad to worse. And the fact that the German government parties highlighted the 75th anniversary on May 12th of the World Health Organization, the WHO, in their motion for a resolution did not bode well for their willingness to actually seriously discuss the planned WHO pandemic treaty and the tightening of the international health regulations, the IHR. And any expectations in this regard was, <laughs> to say the least, underperformed. Sadly, the still health minister, Karl Lauterbach, now has a large majority of the parliament behind him if he pursues a transfer of competence to the WHO as far as possible. Neither in the motion for a resolution nor in the speeches of the coalition and the opposition parties, CDU, CSU, was there any qualification of the unspoken guiding principle, which is, the more competences and assertiveness for the WHO, the better. And according to the results of the roll vote call, 497 MPs supported this position, with 25 abstentions and 68 no votes, whereby the no votes came from the AfD, two independents, and one, surprisingly, from the CDU-CSU parliamentary group. Otherwise, there were only yes votes from the very large coalition of the traffic light and the union. Usually, <laughs> you only see votes that are so suspiciously unanimous when it comes to increasing the parliamentary allowance. And I believe the, the photograph I added here from the results speaks for itself and does not need any translation. The majority of the left parliamentary group abstained, which one would find reasonable in a resolution that contains good and bad elements. But the objections raised by the left representative, unfortunately, simply bordered on the ridiculous. The deplorable fact that only the AfD opposed the WHO pandemic treaty and the IHR reform in its current form was used by the other parties to demagogically brush aside the counter-arguments and concerns of many people, such as the more than 360,000 who signed a critical open letter to Chancellor Scholz. They summarily discredited every criticism and painted their unrealistic dreams of prevented pandemics 
and of the WHO that would work in the future for the global population's well-being, of course undeterred by the interests of its donors, and therefore could not have enough power. Tina Rudolph of the SPD started off with the disgusting claim that those who criticized intransparent negotiations and processes were just too lazy to look up everything that had been published on the internet. But when you do research, you quickly realize that there are almost no well-founded reports in the established media on the progress of the negotiations. There are essentially only few alternative media outlets. Under the Article 21 of the WHO Constitution, the World Health Assembly may adopt regulations that are legally binding on states unless they reject them, thus opt out. Once the time limit set in the regulations for rejecting or registering a reservation has passed, the regulations in question are binding on all states that have not expressed objections. The main feature of the WHO regulations is that in their case, the involvement of national legislators is not necessary. In addition, the regulations require a lower voting threshold than conventions. In a nutshell, this means if the World Health Assembly adopts amendments to the IHR by a simple majority, they will become binding on all countries whose governments have not claimed an exemption for their own country within a time limit, which, by the way, is to be shortened. And the argument about parliamentary involvement is not convincing because it is perfectly acceptable to criticize when a parliament is prepared to permanently give up its own sovereignty and that of its own government, especially if the parliament has previously had such an infantile debate about it as this one. It is then still an abandonment of sovereignty that has to be justified, not denied. And personally, I still call it high treason when elected politicians give up their sovereignty to an unelected, privately funded institution such as the WHO. And nobody will convince me of anything else. Rudolf and the other speakers of the very large coalition had only a few vague slogans to offer as justification for the necessity of self-empowerment and favor of the WHO, which apparently cannot go far enough for them. Now, according to parliamentary custom, it would actually have been the turn of an opposition party. But on behalf of the CDU-CSU, former health minister Hermann Gröhe only wanted to complain that they had not been informed earlier about the resolution, which, of course, they otherwise supported wholeheartedly. And instead of arguing, Gröhe arrived after only a few sentences at world conspiracy gobbledygook, which he summarily dealt with all counter-arguments without further description. 
The next speaker, Johannes Wagner from the Green Party, used conspiracy myths as a counter-argument, which he did not want to take seriously and refute. He quoted WHO Chief Tedros, who declared that there was a pandemic of misinformation, a so-called infodemic, which was even harder to find than the virus epidemic itself. And it's really bad enough that the man said such a thing, who, by the way, according to the reform proposals, should in future be able to declare global and regional health emergencies on his own personal authority. If the quote had been self-critical and had referred to the many false statements made by the government and the WHO, such as that the vaccines protect almost 100% against infection have no, and have no side effects, or that there will be no lockdowns and mandatory vaccinations, it would have been laudable. But this way, it breathes the anti-democratic spirit of a ministry of truth. Wagner uses this infodemic label to denigrate criticism of the surrender of national sovereignty to the WHO as a crazy conspiracy theory, although he and his fellow campaigners are in favor of precisely this surrender of competence. And Wagner then very surprisingly also knows for sure that SARS-CoV-2 jumped from an animal to humans while the majority opinion of experts now seems to have finally arrived at the previously fought conspiracy theory that the virus originated in the laboratory. Christina Baum of the AFD summoned up the WHO's biggest problem. She called it a semi-private organization because of its dependency on corporate donations and seats, which should not be given the right to decide on the declaration of pandemics and consequent large-scale vaccination programs. I quote, because the vaccine manufacturers who fund the WHO would profit massively from such decisions. Andrew Ullmann of the FTP, who followed, called this nonsense and recommended that the previous speaker switches on her brain. Here again, I think we should refer to the above definition of a demagogue a person who uses deceptive arguments and insults those who present counter-arguments. WHO dependence is deliberate, and it is most certainly not by chance that the WHO has become so dependent on dedicated grants. The left-wing party only offered a very unconvincing pseudo-opposition. Atis Gurpina of the left party faction considered it a sensible argument against the criticism of the transfer of sovereignty to the WHO that otherwise Health Minister Karl Lauterbach would retain these powers. Otherwise, he could only think of the expression, what a surprise, conspiracy theory for the arguments against the WHO reforms. His main argument against the motion for a resolution of the traffic light party was that 
the demand for Taiwan's participation in the World Health Conference, which had been inserted there, would have, better, would have been better left out. And for the sake of completeness, and this might not surprise anyone, it should be mentioned that a second SPD speaker called all critics conspiracy theorists, something Tina Rudolf had obviously failed to do before. There were actually once times when leftists still had a problem with big corporations pushing their profit interests by giving money to public institutions. And back then, such criticism was not yet denigrated by them as a conspiracy theory. The loss of sovereignty is a consensus for the parties that voted yes. The proponents of the traffic light resolution, as mentioned above, themselves refute their much-voiced denigration of the loss of sovereignty argument as conspiracy mumbo-jumbo by advocating precisely this surrender of sovereignty. A WHO review panel went even further, rejecting many of the proposed changes in the international health regulations because they would represent too great a loss of sovereignty for governments. One can still like this loss of sovereignty, but to simultaneous call it and dismiss warnings about it as mere conspiracy theories is absolutely scandalous. And I don't want to end this letter today without leaving you with what is really at stake. And in the following, which is a very subjective selection, a list of critical points among the reform proposals which according to our representatives of the people, are not to be discussed by the very large coalition and certainly not to be criticised because that would be world conspiracy mumbo-jumbo or gobbledygook or whatever. As far as the WHO pandemic treaty is concerned, there has been a conceptual zero draft since the end of November 2022 the pharmaceutical companies themselves could hardly have formulated it better in their favour. It commits the signatory states to strengthening the central role of WHO as the lead and coordinating agency, facilitating WHO's rapid access to outbreak areas, including through the deployment of expert teams to assess and support the response to emerging outbreaks. Enhancing capacity to build and maintain strategic stocks of pandemic response products. Providing stocks, raw, materi raw materials and other necessary inputs for the sustainable production of pandemic products, especially active pharmaceutical ingredients, including stockpiling. Incentives, or money, for pharmaceutical companies related to everything possible around the development, production, production capacity, distribution, and stockpiling of their products. Cooperation with the private sector, pharmaceutical companies, and civil society, Gates Foundation, in all possible ways. Manage infodemics through, through appropriate channels, including social media, counter, miss, and disinformation. I think we all know what that means. 
More concrete and drastic would be the IHR reform according to the proposals submitted, especially by the USA. The IHR are binding. These reform proposals include deletion of the predicate non-binding in the WHO recommendations, binding reviews of compliance with the recommendations by the WHO Emergency Committee, governments to ensure compliance with WHO recommendations by non-state actors, scope of the IHR to be extended to all risks that may have an impact on public health. Commitment to the respect for human dignity and freedom to be deleted. The possibility should be opened for health documents to contain information on laboratory tests in general, not only during health emergencies. The WHO Secretary General can declare regional or global health emergencies on his or her own authority and without the consent of affected governments. He can then make recommendations and is given leverage to enforce them. He is given leverage to send teams of experts to affected countries and enforce their recommendations. The WHO review panel rejected the first six points, but not the last three. In addition, there is a draft resolution proposed by the USA to be adopted at the upcoming World Health Assembly. It calls on all governments to use behavioral science to combat disinformation on health issues. In other words, to manipulate public opinion in the sense of the WHO <laughs> Ministry of Truth. Again, I was not born free to become a slave of the WHO, the WEF, and the super-rich of this world with their perverted fantasies of omnipotence. My song of the, of the day is, um, well, it's premiere because I'm choosing a German song and I really just like the lyrics a lot. And of course, this song has also been added to the Spotify playlist, which you can find right here. It's one click away. Like it, share it, or just listen to some really good music. <clears throat> and my poem of the day, I chose another one by E. e. Cummings, it's, who lived from 1894 to 1962, and it's called As Freedom is a Breakfast Food. As freedom is a breakfast food, or truth can live with right and wrong, or molehills are for a mountain's made. Long enough, and just so long. Will being pay the rent of seam and genius please the talent gang and water most encourage flame as hatchracks into peach trees grow or hopes dance best on bald men's hair and every finger is a toe and any courage is a fear. Long enough and just so long will the impure think all things pure and hornets wail thy children stung, or as the seeing of a blind, and robins never welcome spring, nor flat folk prove their world is round, nor dingsters die at break of dong, and commons rare 
and millstones float long enough and just so long tomorrow will not be too late worms are the words but joys the voice down shall go which and up come who breasts will be breasts thighs will be thighs deeds cannot dream what dreams can do time is a tree this life on one leaf but love is the sky and i am for you just so long and long enough and well as an impression it had to be something beautiful and you can see magnolia trees in bloom everywhere now and i just think they're so gorgeous so that was it for today and um well, thank you so much for your time. This was a bit longer than usual. And if you liked this or found it interesting, share it, leave a heart or just leave a comment. I always like to be in touch. Wishing you a wonderful day wherever you are. Yours, Tanya. <laughs>